0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. The prophet Daniel proclaims that the people who know their God, not merely know about their God, shall be strong and carry out great exploits. That's all about better understanding all aspects of God's holy nature and who He really is. Why does our Father really love us? Why are we the apple of His eye? Not understanding His nature and the depth of His love, how can we expect even the smallest things we ask of Him? He's a forgiving Father who simply forgives and forgets our mistakes unconditionally. He's an intimate Father, choosing to love us deeply despite how many times we reject Him and in spite of what we are. Pastor wants to remind us in this rebroadcast that with great love, forgiveness, and intimacy comes never ending mercy and a compassionate Father, and always a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, a generous Father like no other.
1: So, we talked about the loving Father. We talked about the fact that He's a forgiving Father, that even though we make mistakes, that His forgiveness. How many of you made a mistake this week? The rest of you are lying, and we will pray for liars immediately following the service. Don't lie in church. Not good, not nice to lie in church. How many of you made a mistake? How many of you fallen short? How many of you did something you shouldn't do? How many, come on, don't be embarrassed. I'll put two hands up, wait a minute. I'll put a foot up, too. I mean, come on. We all, we all make mistakes, we're human. We're not excusing away our our sins. We're we're saying that as much as we try, we sometimes don't hit the mark. And you see, if we're not careful, if you don't know your God, if you don't know him as a loving, forgiving father, you you could really be held captive to guilt and shame and fear and run from God instead of going to him knowing that he is a loving father, an accepting father, a forgiving father. And no matter what I would ever do in my life, I can always count on the forgiveness of God. He will never reject me. He will never turn me away. He will never not forgive me because it is his nature to love and to forgive. That empowers me when I know that God's going to be all right. You know, he's not going to blow a gasket and cast me from his presence if I make a mistake. You see, the, the, the key here, the important thing is, is that you're seeking to do right. You're purposing in your life to live right. You're purposing in your life to get it right. Are you all with me? The key here, the goal is not to be perfect but the goal is to be in the process of being perfected by God. We don't ever come to perfection, but we are ever being perfected by His presence and by His Spirit. So, in the process of being perfected, there are gonna be some mistakes, there are gonna be some sins, there are gonna be some failures. You know, we're gonna do some things that we shouldn't do and say. But we have to know our God. And I've seen in my ministry over the years so many times that when people uh, you know, make mistakes or fall into some sinful activity or something, that they run away from God in fear because they fear God, because they don't know God. The Bible says the people who know their God shall be strong even in the time of failure because they can know that God can be counted on to love them and forgive them despite what they have done. Stay back. Stay back. This is freeing when you, when you think of the vast love, the depth of God's love and God's forgiveness. You know, we, we humans have a hard time forgiving people. I don't care what you say. We say we forgive, but we haven't really forgiven. I mean, we try. And, and God bless you for trying. I mean, really, God bless you for trying. But as much as we try, we have a hard time with forgiveness. You know that. Am I telling the truth here? You know, it's like some of you talk about a situation. say, oh, yeah, I've forgiven them. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've forgiven them. And then they go into the whole story again. I mean, you know, they did this and they did that and they did that and, and slowly I turn and step by step. I mean, they went from forgiving to like ready to kill him again. But you see, we try. We really do try to forgive, but, but we have a hard time with it. But you see, you see, God is forgiving. Even though I have a hard time forgiving and you have a hard time forgiving, God doesn't have a hard time with forgiveness because forgiveness is his nature. We looked at the verses. It says that the minute, because we saw 1 John, we saw, he says that, you know, if we do sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? We saw in the Bible it says that he takes your sin, and this is how this is what God does with your sin. Now I don't know what you've done with your sins, but this is what God does with the sins that you've confessed and you've offered up to him. This is what he does. You ready? You want to know what he does? Because you weren't here. You want to know what he does? You miss that service. You know what he does? The Bible says he takes the sin, he flips it over his back. And the Bible says in another place that it falls into the sea of his forgetfulness. Into the depths of the sea. Never to, did you ever drop something in the sea? I know one time my brother-in-law was fishing with his kids and, and I was there with him and he was trying so hard. He's not really a fisherman by, by nature. And I, I remember that he was fishing and um, he had his glasses Stuck in his pocket like this. You know how you put your glasses in? And he's trying to help his son with the rod and he doesn't. Something fell on the ground. He went like this to pick it up and blop The glasses went right into the sea. We never found those glasses. I think we saw a tuna one day fly- driving by with the glasses on. Never found those glasses again, man. Let me tell you, when you drop something in the sea, listen, the Titanic was in the sea for a hundred years before they were able to find that thing. See, and that, that God uses that as a way of expressing how much he has separated himself from your sin and doesn't, it doesn't even affect him anymore. Does that make sense to everybody? The people who know their God are going to be strong because we are going to make mistakes along the way, but what are you doing about those failures? Are you just going to wallow in them and say, oh, nothing's ever going to change? Or are you going to take your rights and privileges and go to your Heavenly Father, ask for forgiveness, and know in your, in, in your heart that God has taken those sins... Toss them away, never to look at them again. And if he's not looking at them, you ought not look at them either. Amen. If he's not concerned about them, you ought not be concerned about them either. People who know their God are going to be strong. Because I found that people sometimes in, in the dumb things and a guilt and shame will hold you a prisoner for years. I know believers who came to the Lord, gave their heart to the Lord, and because they, like, I've done the, you know, I've ministered to a few people, like, a woman would have an abortion, for instance. That's like a really, you know, difficult thing, you know? Um, and, and they, would, they would live with this guilt and this shame. Well, you know, the minute that you came to the knowledge and the understanding that abortion was not right and what you did was not right and it was sinful and it was wrong and it was taking a life, you understand all of that and how gruesome it is. The minute you repented of that thing, as gruesome as it is, God took it, flipped it behind his back, fell into the sea of forgetfulness, and he said, come on, let's move on. One of the, one of the biggest challenges for people in moving on is that they're holding on to their past. And often, it's holding on to their past sins and their past mistakes. Because you're looking at those things and say, well, because I did this, I could never do this. Because I did this, I could never be this. Let me tell you what, thank God that God uses messes and makes them into something awesome. Thank God that nobody comes to God perfect everybody's got skeletons in their closet, everybody has a past, everybody has a yesterday, everybody's got a song, everybody's got something that they're embarrassed and ashamed of in their life. Am I the only one that's being honest here today, or are you going to be honest with me? And and the good thing about it is God knows it, and he he, He doesn't even think about it anymore because you have repented of it see the power of repentance the power of going before the lord and asking forgiveness this modern day grace message is trying to eradicate this need to ask god for forgiveness because all the sins are already forgiven so you just kind of live no you don't do that you, you God wants yes God's forgiven you but he wants you to know that it's wrong and one of the ways you know it's wrong is when you feel heartily sorry for what you have done you realize it's an offense and you go before the, but you don't have to live in guilt and shame it's like what I've been saying is that we're not going to live in sin consciousness conscious of all the sins of the past but when I sin I need to be conscious that I just sinned there's a big difference I'm not going to live in the consciousness every day. Oh, I did this. I did that. You, you know, I like could get come up. People say, oh, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. All right, well, get over it. We all know you're an old sinner. So am I. There's nothing special about you. You're an old sinner. I'm an old sinner. We're all old sinners. But praise God that he's translated us from the kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. And he's imputed his righteousness. Now I stand righteous before God, blessed and holy and cleaned by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's who I am. I'm not going to live in the memory of who I was. I'm going to live in the knowledge of who I am. Now along the way, even the holiest of us make mistakes. Even the best of us sometimes sin. But thank God that we have a heavenly Father who loves us so much and it it's so full of love and forgiveness that any time we go before him, that forgiveness is towards us. Yeah. And, and and you don't have to beg some, oh God, forgive me. Oh, God. Listen, when you're sorry, you're sorry. And God knows you're sorry. Sometimes we got to put on an act. Do you think God is into acts? He's not into Broadway or vaudeville, <laughs> you know. Well, sometimes people think that God's going to hear you better or something when you do a song and a dance and a pony and, what do you call it, horse and pony show. No, it's, it's a matter of the heart. When, when, I, when I know I'm wrong, I just, God, guilty as charged, man, guilty. I'm guilty. I did it. I said it. I acted that way. But, Father, I feel lousy. Well, the moment you, 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 you say those words, forgive me and help me, is the minute God takes that sin Balls it up, throws it behind his back, falls into the sea of forgetfulness, and now you ought not think about it because he's not thinking about it. That's the forgiving father. Fo- See, the people who know their God are going to be strong. Because you're never going to be strong if you're walking with guilt and shame in your life. Never going to be strong if the things of the past are following you through the steps towards tomorrow. I'm going to tell you what, you're, you're never going to get there. You, you, the people who know their God, you've got to know him as the loving father. You've got to know him as the forgiving father. One of the things I wanted to touch on today, just for a few minutes, if you just give me a couple of more minutes, is that he is an intimate father. He's intimately involved with you and me. You see, uh, let me give you, I love this verse. This is in the Psalms 139, verse 1 through 6. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I'm going to read it out of the new uh, English translation. And it says. Oh God, or O oh Lord, you examine me and know. Do you know what God knows? You know God knows. There ain't nothing you're hiding from God. You think you're. See, Jonah thought he could hide from God. God know. God knew exactly where he was. God knew exactly what he was thinking. God knew exactly where to find him. God knows. God knows. God, you can't hide. You think you think you're you think you're so smart that you can outsmart God. God knows. God knows. He says, Lord, you examine me and you know. Why? Because he's an intimate God. He knows. You know when I sit down and you know when I get up. Even from a far away, you understand my motives. God even knows the motives of our heart. Why? Because he's an intimate God. It's like, it's like some of you that are married. Uh, uh, great il- illustration. You know stuff about each other that nobody, nobody outside of your marriage knows. Why? Because you're intimately involved. Only intimacy brings that closeness to where you know things about a person. See, God is so intimately involved with me, and he still chooses to love me. Even though sometimes motives might be wrong, or even though sometimes there may be something in my heart or in my life that's not right, God still chooses to love me. He's intimately involved with me. Just like some of you married folks. You know stuff about your spouse. You know something about their personality, about the way they are. And uh, even though you know that stuff because you're intimately involved with them, you still love them. As a matter of fact, some of you work real hard to cover one another. That's what love does. That's what love does. It protects. Wow. Some of us don't realize the protection that we have been walking in with God. God has protected us because he's intimately involved with us and he loves us so much. That he's not going to let, he's not going to let some secrets of your heart or whatever be realized or recognized by others around you. God's, just like you, cover one another in in a marriage. You'll defend one another. God comes to our defense. He's intimately involved with us. There's nothing, see, that's why I say sometimes people are afraid. They run away from God. What are you running for? He already knows. What are you upset about? God already knows. God knew it before it even happened. So why are you running from him? Why would you be insecure to, to go to... He, he's intimately involved with you. He goes everywhere with you. He knows when you rise. He knows when you sit down. He knows... This the verse says, uh, you carefully observe me. Verse 3, when I travel or when I lie down and rest, you are aware of everything I do. Let's go down to verse 13. He says, uh, certainly you, uh, you made my mind and my heart. You wove me together in my mother's womb. God knew you from... Your mother's womb, even before that. But I will give you thanks because your deeds are awesome and amazing. You knew me thoroughly. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret and sewed together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was inside the womb. Now listen to this. All the days ordained for me were recorded in your scroll before one of them came into existence. Wow. Do you... You know, I, I got I to gotta talk to some of you here because I don't think you realize how much God loves you. I don't know why some, some are holding back from this giving of all to the Lord all of your life. You're putting up a resistance. You're putting up a blockade. You're resisting giving your all to the Lord. You see, God loves you so much. You can't, you can't, you can't push God away. You can't, once you've received him into your heart and into your life, you cannot push him away. And even if you haven't received him, God is working to bring you to himself. Even if you've not been born again yet, even if you've not begun a relationship, he still loves you and wants you to be one of his children, one of his sons and one of his daughters. God knows exactly where you are. God knows exactly what you are doing and what you will do. He is intimately involved in in our lives. Here's a picture of... um, Jesus, um, John, John's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 16 through 19. Remember, Jesus came up against the woman at the well, and he engaged her in conversation. And Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. And then Jesus didn't stop there because he just wanted to let her know that God knows. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that, you spoke truly. In other words, you ain't gonna fool God. And she looks at him like, whoa, I perceive there's a prophet in my midst. <laughs> yeah, you didn't realize him. he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's Jesus Christ, the one who was there at the foundation of the world. <laughs> And, and, you know, she looked, but you see, that's a picture of how intimately involved God. So that's why we can be honest with ourselves and be honest with each other, because God already knows. What are we hiding? I don't have to hide or try to put up our front. for. I, I can't stand when people put up a front, you know, trying to present something they're not. Honey, sweetheart, you look like a fool. Because God knows, and you know what? Even the people around you know it. Isaiah 65, 24, it shall come to pass before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Man, talk about intimacy. God knows me so well, just like you you, you, with your spouse. They don't even have to finish the sentence. You already know what they're saying. They just look at you like this. You know exactly what they're talking about. Just give give you the look. Anybody? Why? How does that come about? Through intimacy. And that's how intimate God is with us before you even get the words out of your mouth, he already knows. And before you even finish saying it, he's already got an answer for you. Come on. I've seen some of you married couples. I'm talking, you're looking at each other. I so say, what the heck are they looking at each other? Like they know. They, they, they both know something about something here and I don't know what they know something about.
0: <laughs>
1: because you're on the same wavelength. Because you're intimate. And God has that same intimacy with us. Before you even get finished saying it, he already knows what it is. And before you even finish your sentence, God already has the answer. Wow. Matthew chapter six and eight, Jesus says this is, for your father knows the things you have need of before you even ask him. He already knows. That's how intimate God is. And let me give you this last verse and we'll finish up. Jesus says in Matthew 10, 29, 31, he says, Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will or your father's knowledge or your father's knowing is another way of saying it. Now he says, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So this was was like a way of explaining, saying, I mean... I mean, who knows how many hairs are on a person's head? Do you know it would be virtually impossible to count the hairs on somebody's head? But Jesus is using this as as an expression or explanation of how intimate God is. He knows you so well that he knows even the amount of hairs that are on your head. He knows every speckle, spot, dot, everything about your body, about your spirit, about your soul. He knows everything about your mind and what you feel. He knows, he knows you so intimately. Is anybody getting this or am I just preaching to myself? Because the people who know their God will be strong and will carry. See, it gives me great strength when I know that God knows all this about me and he still loves me and he still uses me and he still anoints me and he still blesses me and he still protects me and he's still with me even though I got junk. He still loves me because he is the everlasting father he's the loving forgiving intimate god that's in a relationship with me he loves me for who i am i'll bet you that blows me away it's not a matter of me trying to please god the only thing that please god is faith and what's faith trust all you do is trust God. You've finished. You've done everything you need to do to please God. All you got to do is give your life. Up and say, I trust you, God. I'm going to follow you, Jesus. I love you. I give you my life. That's all you have to do to please him. We have a responsibility, yes, of course, to live right and to do right and to be in the process of sanctification, which goes on forever. And we can't just sin and think it's, it's okay. But no matter what happens... He is the loving, forgiving, intimate father, and he loves me. He loves you, and he accepts you. Let me tell you what. That's a foundation for strong faith. The people who know their God are not going to fall apart. The people who know their God are going to be strong, and they're going to carry out great exploits or do great things because they know. Even God's. Let me me put it this way. God's going to do it in my life not because of me, but in spite of me. Why? Because I trust him. Anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder of those who... It doesn't say he's a rewarder of those who live perfectly. He doesn't say he's a rewarder of those who never made a mistake. He didn't say he was a rewarder of those who never sinned. He said he is the re- a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You diligently seek God. Keep your heart on the Father. Keep your eye on Jesus. Keep your face in the word of God. Keep growing. The people who know their God shall be strong in the time of temptation, in the time of sin, in the time of failure, in the time of trouble, in the time of weakness, in the time of discouragement. The people who know their God are going to remain strong because they know him as the loving, forgiving, intimate father who will never reject you but always be there for you. That's how you're going to end up doing great things in your life. That's how you're going to be all that God has created you to be. That's how you will carry out great exploits. Let's stand together, if you will.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.